What is freaking up? My name is Eve. My name is Sarah. And we are Burnt Out Perfectionist. We thought for one of our first episodes we'd talk about the durational, generational differences between us. Um, So I was born in the early 2000s. I know. 2000s and. And um, Sarah was born in 1984. Born in 1986, you bitch. <laughs> I just like to minus a couple off just to see if she's listening. So rude. Um, so I don't really know. Like, where do you want to start? Um, there's so many differences, especially now, like compared to like you, my kid, other people that we know, like so many differences with, um, stuff like what about the approach in which our parents had to school as an example. So like, it, it was it was considered like new age or almost hippie at times where like I would go to school. I was a massive procrastinator. So say sometimes I would get a project done. So naturally I would procrastinate to the very last fucking day. And I would be like, oh my God, I need all the things. And our parents would run me around and get all the stuff. And then I would be like, Oh, okay, and I would stay up like sometimes till like fucking three in the morning, or I wouldn't sleep, and I would just like power it out, which is terrible because like in recognition I would get an A or a B for those projects, which just proved that like, oh, I can do it in that amount of time. Why would I waste other time? That's how I saw it, which is not the best mindset. But yeah, like they would turn around and be like, oh, okay, like you did that and everything, and they'd be like, hey, like what classes do you have later, or like what do you have going on later in school? And I'd be like, well, like I have like gym. Or art class or something like that. Which, like, the arts are important, but sleeping is very important stuff, too. And they would be like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to go. You're going to do your presentation. And then you're going to have a mental health day for the rest of the day. You're going to get signed out. Call us, get you signed out. And then you can just, like, come home or whatever. And you're, you're just going to have, like, a moment to think. Just a moment to chill and decompress and hopefully sleep and, like, eat properly. And I remember, like, saying that or when you just have, like, midterms and shit and you're just fucking – I'm the worst when it comes to taking tests, so I'm, like, a like overshare. I uh, go to the bathroom frequently, whether it's to vomit or shit. Um, when it comes to tests, I have, like, the worst – and now there wasn't test anxiety when I was a kid, and now it's a hundred percent recognized. There was the thing; it just wasn't recognized. It just wasn't recognized. You're just told to suck it up, and um, and that and that's like a big thing, right? It's like I would go through all the stuff. You study, you do all the things. You stay up late. You're very anxious, and then I would be like, "Yeah, I mean, like I'll go to school. Like I'm totally fine." And like mom and dad would look at me, and be like, "No, you're having a mental health day today." And I was like, "What?" And I didn't realize that other people's parents like didn't do that. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, well, the other thing, too, is that, like, mom and dad were in their, like, early, early 20s yeah. when they had you. And I think mom and dad were, like, 38, 39 when they had me. Yeah. So, like, definitely I feel like over time it was different. I remember, like, growing up I would go to school and stuff. I never was, like, sick, though. It's a very weird thing. The immunity thing. system of a fucking god is Eve. Yeah, like, I would never... I don't remember staying home that often unless I was, like, injured or something. Because um, our parents always had the mentality of a recovery day. So if you were, like, fully healed, not fully healed, but, like, if you weren't sick anymore, then the day after, they were like, okay, you get one more day. 
make sure you're all good. Make sure you're not, like, vomiting and, like, shitting yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to school. And I don't, like, I remember some of their kids, their, like, parents were quite hard on them. Our parents weren't, like, you need to be perfect. Oh, no. What about what about the kids who came to school sick? Like, I love how this was, like, a brand new concept, you know, where the panorama started. Um, that you shouldn't go to work or you shouldn't go to fucking school sick. And I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't go sick. Like, mom has, like, that calculation that her mom gave her where it was, like, when you have a cold, you're, like, three shitty days, three days where you're okay, and three days where you feel fine, but you should still not be around anybody because you're gross. And, like, the last little bit. So, like, um, but that that was a huge thing where it was just, like, you need to take time to heal because if you don't, if not, like, you'll lapse in health. Like, I got really sick when I was, like, in grade four, and I passed out in class. So, like, I went I, – I wasn't feeling well, but I didn't really say anything. <laughs> and then I went to school, and I was like, oh, I, I'm so hot. And I was standing near my teacher's desk. And I went to um, <clears throat> take my cable knit sweater off, and I was, like, profusely sweating. And I passed out halfway through the process landed on the ground, and awoke to my very frail grade four teacher, Mrs. Ray. Um, Shout out, Mrs. Ray. She was the best. Leaning over top of me going, Sarah, Sarah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I was like, yeah. And then mom and dad came to pick me up. I had this, like, really bad stomach flu. And freaking, I, I was, like, at home for, like, a while dealing with all of this. And then I remember I was like, I feel so good. I'm going to go outside and play. And I was like, no, you're not. You're going to sit your fucking ass down. And I was like, why? And he's like, you you feel fine, but there's still things that are being repaired in your body. So, like, I was at school for, like, two weeks. And I remember the school was like, are you going to send her back? Not the teacher, by the way. This is just the nosy-ass fucking principal who I could not stand. Um, and they were just like, are you going to send Sarah back to school? Well, here's all this work. And mom's like, she's really sick. She's not doing fucking homework. So, like, mom became, like, my at-home teacher when I could do stuff and in between having naps and all that other stuff. But that was, like, a huge thing is, like, even the school was, like, nagging. When I went to school, back in my day, it was very, like, grade forward where it was, like, obviously they focused on grades, like, for you, which now, um, where we are in British Columbia, they're phasing out grades. Fun fact. Um... And that was, and that was like a huge thing, right? And it was always like, well, you, did you do your best? Yeah. Well, then that's the grade that you got if you did your best. Like not everybody's good at everything. I also feel like the education system has like deeply changed from the difference between the two of us. Because like when I would do math and say like grade five, you're like, I didn't do this shit until like grade eight. Yeah. yeah no, it does that. Like it constantly enhances. Some, <laughs> Dad was always like, it's a system to make the parents feel like fucking morons. Even though he was like a, he was really good at math. But there was stuff that like you were learning or like other people that we know that were learning. And I'm like, whoa, I learned that like way later. Yeah. Like I definitely math was one of them. Like I feel like English doesn't really change that much. Like it's just English. What is a verb? What is a pronoun? It's what an is action this word. <laughs> what is an adverb? And I feel like that definitely like changed a lot. And I feel like growing up, it wasn't like parents having as much pressure. But I feel like because my generation had a lot more social media, so we had like societal pressure to be perfect. Oh, 
A hundred percent. And like I was talking to Sarah about this before about um, she married one of the one of the people that she went to like middle school with and they used to hang out in like our basement. It was very that 70s show minus the weed. Oh yeah. hundred percent minus the weed. Like I didn't do the drug. I would come home and like her husband back, like when he was like 13 was on my couch and I was like four or five. And that was like super normal that people were just in and out. I didn't have like people come over frequently. I kind of just had them like once in a blue moon and, like, I feel like school for me was, like, I'd go to school, I'd do my work, and I would come home. And it wasn't this, like, early, like, you know, the early 2000s, like, uh, One Tree Hill, like, where everybody, like, met up. And they were, like, close, and they would hang out and stuff. Like, that was never... Please remember that television shows are all an illusion. I mean, none of us got shot, stabbed, and our uncles were not killed in our high school. Well, I just... <laughs> I was a part of a lockdown, though. Oh, I had bomb threats, but they, like, weren't, like, a big thing. Yeah, but it it wasn't, like, like, I remember, um, like, even, like, high school, I was playing, like, tons of sports and stuff like that, but I didn't have this, like, group of friends. And that's not saying that Zara didn't have, like, the drama assorted with groups of friends. Oh, that's, that's totally, I blame social media as an old person, because it was just, like, people kept up on social media and then social media also was like such like a fear machine in general, right? I really want. I know it sounds really cheesy. I really want MySpace, like something oh. like MySpace to come back because I feel like that would be my social media. My MySpace was um dope. So like you could have your own like you you could go onto the person's page. So it was almost like your website personal page. You would go onto the page and then um you could have like a song in the background. Like one time I had like that red jumpsuit apparatus song. Yeah. Um, and then you could have, like, Top 8. Top 8 was, like, the the girlies who were, like, trying to get other people's attention or, like, piss their friends off would, like, list a bunch of people and they're, like, Oh, they're Top, top eight. 8, yeah. These are my Top 8 people. It was very much, like, I think there's something very similar in that movie, John Tucker Must Die. But it was just, like, a, a rating system, right? Like, there was things that were, like, so simplistic and just like so awesome and fun like you could stick stuff on there like when tumblr first came out it was super fun yeah and i definitely feel like too with social media added i feel like my generation and the i don't are they called gen alpha the one underneath me yeah Yeah, my kids is gen alpha yeah they have this like i don't want to say desire but it's like a societal standard that you grow up faster yeah, 100%, because there's no filter. Like, when when I was a kid, oh, here's a here's a great generational gap between the two of us. Um, when I was a kid, almost, I'm going to say 75% of kids were not allowed to watch The Simpsons because The Simpsons were seen as, like, um, inappropriate because Bart didn't listen to his parents. Like, it was very much, like, the standard of which it was, oh, oh yeah, that's, like, inappropriate this show won't last which is funny because it's been out since 1987 and um other shows that people didn't like were like marrying with children um oh or the best one like I was allowed to watch all this stuff my parents were like well that's just stupid like you teach your kids also I'll be totally honest I've learned more about the bible from the simpsons than I have from any other television program yeah yeah, I forgot it was 
Yeah. Like, there's tons of stuff in there, but also, like, it taught a lot about morals and, like, talking to people, like, the shit that Martin Homer did, you saw that there was cause and effect for what they did. It was ridiculous, but I think one of my favorite memories is um, when South Park came out. Yeah. There was a letter that went out at school. A letter. So this is a very similar to probably any parents who are putting up with um, the kids who are watching the Squid Games at a young age. But um, South Park came out and they're like, make sure you don't tell your kids. I want to say I was 10. I could be off. I don't have a computer to double check. I love Googling some facts. And um, our dad looks at me and goes, oh, my God, are you ready to stay up for 10 p.m.? That South Park show's on. And I was like oh, yeah, they were talking about it at school and how we shouldn't watch it. And he's like, fuck that. I'm your parent. Like, screw that. Who cares? And um, I've, I've watched South Park on and off for years because it's, like, hilarious and ridiculous. And, yeah, I remember there was people's parents who were, like, protesting stuff. There's just so many things that were just, like, so overblown because of, like, ratings. But some of them are. But I feel like even, like, TV shows that you would watch as a kid – like, I would watch them now, like, Rainbow Bright or, like, all of those. They were, like, super chill and happy and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then I was sitting there watching, like, some show on Netflix with Charlie, and I was like, this is, like, very abstract. And you're like, oh, this is not the usual, like, sharing is caring type thing. It's, like, a lot of different things. And I was like, oh, this is weird. And I was like, oh, I kind of get why, because Sarah's always said that I'm an adult trapped in a child's body. <laughs> And I was always like, oh, okay. Like, I wasn't I wasn't the type of kid to be, like, painting on the walls, fighting against things. Like, I wasn't super, like, rebellious. As I've gotten older and, like, Sarah's had her kid and stuff, we've talked about more things about how her generation cares about, like, even, like, fashion-type things. Like, I blew Sarah's mind when, I would say you're three or four months postpartum, um... You, like, not a lot of clothes were fitting you, and you were, like, <laughs> you know, the usual, like, upset of, like, I'm not the person that I was I was hired. also, like, I'm very fucking hot, but I don't know what to wear. Yeah, so, um, I went shopping with her, and, like, we, sh- we show up, we stuff like that, she's putting clothes on, and she's, like, well, this would be so hot with a cami underneath. Like, mind you, this woman has worn a cami underneath her fucking clothing since, what, n- two, early 2000s, like, when it was cool? You mean, like, when I graduated? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her, and I was like, take it off? Like, why do you feel like you need to wear that? And she was like, I could not. Like, it just, like, couldn't process not having a cameo. Yeah, no. And it wasn't even, like, coverage. Like, she would be wearing, like, a high neck, crew neck t-shirt that does not show anything. And she's like, I'm so hot. And I'm like, why are you putting on a Oh my goodness! Or freaking um, other th- other than that, the fact that it's like those weird little things that you don't think of. So like, I didn't wear know that people wear like pullover hoodies or like jumpers like without. Oh my god! So <laughs> we always say that like Gen Z, like if millennials had fifty steps, Gen Z read the first two and then skipped to the last one, and they were like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah. So. I was walking around, I want to say it was, like, Costco, and I was like, man, I'm still kind of warm. Sarah's like, can you take your sweater off? And I was like, no, I don't have a shirt underneath. And this woman looked at me like I had just, like, dropped my pants in the store. Like, it was just like, what? Like, no, why would I put a shirt underneath? It's, like, 28 degrees outside. 
degrees Celsius outside. And she's like, what? And then the other one was, um. Oh my God, bras. Oh my God, bras. Bras. Oh my God, revolutionary. Heads up, everybody. And to each their own journey. But did you know that you don't have to wear a bra with underwire? Or that you don't have to wear uncomfortable bras? There's comfortable, pretty ones out there. Not even comfortable, pretty ones. So, like, this was, like, kind of the same red. I feel like a lot of revolutions came after you had your kid. Yeah. Which some people would say that I stopped giving fucks. But it's, like, more like I was, like, oh, I can just be comfortable and just really deprogram myself from giving a fuck about what society was telling me to be like a, like a heroin model. And when I look back now at the shows that I watched when I was a kid and like magazine stuff, I'm like, man, no wonder like a lot of those girls come out saying that they have like eating disorders and stuff because like, look at how thin they were. Like it's super disturbing. I mean, other than our eyebrows our our, it, it took mat leave and a half to grow my eyebrows back from what the 2000s did to them. It's just so funny because I was like, I started plucking my eyebrows. I've always had very thick, dark eyebrows. And I, I like was terrible at upkeeping them. I also feel like I sneeze and they grow. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what is about my hair. Like my eyebrows, my eyelashes and my hair just grow so fast. It just makes no sense. But um, I, I played a lot of sports, as I said, in high school. And I never wore a real bra. Like I probably had one. And then I was like, well, I have sports all the time. What the hell is the point of me wearing a real bra? And Sarah was like, I need to get, like, new bras. But I don't know what size I am. And I was like, oh, I just wear sports bras. And she was like, what? And I was like, well, they have, like, supportive ones now. I would also like to point out that I went from a basically non-existent A, almost B cup, to having my kid and having double D titties. Oh, yeah, she was not gifted in the chest department. No, and I was perfectly fine with that. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I like. I, I mean, I have an ass that doesn't quit, but my freaking, I, I guess now I'm evened out, so I, I don't bash things. I don't fall over as much. Well, that, the glasses help with that. True. Um, I have always kind of, I don't want to say, I have like an average size chest. I feel like for my size, I have an average size chest. I'm usually like a D. C, D. Yeah. Depends what I want to accept on that day. <laughs> Um, and I, I just like owned a copious amount of sports bras and I was like, yeah, they're comfortable. And then non-underwire bras became bigger. And I was, Except they were terrible. Cause like sometimes you'd like put your arms up and they would just flip right over top of your tits and it was just like a weird struggle under your shirt. Yeah. I'm very against, I like my goals of a bra is something that doesn't roll, something that doesn't have a clasp because I hate clasp. Yeah. That's why they clasped weird. Cleft. Um, and I was like, man, this is great. Like, I, I've never had, like, issues with my shoulders, mm-hmm. um, issues with, like, things digging into me. Like, I had one bra that the underwire popped out and stabbed me, and I was like, mm, this is the end. I, I think another big thing, too, is, like, uh, again, to each their own. But, like, I, I grew up being like, when you're an adult, you wear thongs. And they're expensive, and they're really nothing to be that excited about. A, you have a perma wedgie all the time. And B, they're expensive and they're not a lot of fabric. Eve goes, why are you wearing thongs? Like, if they're uncomfortable, if they're expensive, like, why are you wearing them? And I was like, so people don't see my panty lines. She goes, you want people to know that you're not wearing underwear? And I, like, the look on your face. Was I was appalled. You're really like, wait a second. You're judging me for not wearing a shirt underneath a fucking hoodie? 
And you're and you're worried about people seeing your panties on stage? Yeah, it's like I, I'll wear sixteen shirts, but like and dare they say it, they see a line on my underwear. I know, and that's and that's a huge thing. I mean, I think it's really funny because like even like combining the two kind of things that we've talked about, like school and clothing and stuff like that. I, I don't even think dress codes exist at school anymore. <laughs> we'll be posting every other Monday because weekly just sounds like oh, that's a lot um, on Spotify and other streaming platforms. If you need to know what streaming platforms, please check out our Instagram at Burt Out Perfectionist. Uh, it depends on like if you go to public school, like think, public school does it. I think a lot of them are being like, okay, so I live down the street from a high school and I feel like they've all been put aside just because I see like there's a, a variety. People wear a variety of things all the time in school, but at least I'm hoping that there's a lot less of those conversations of like, Sandra, you're being a distraction. Your shirt's too low cut because a girl with big titties is wearing a camisole top versus the girl with no titties who's wearing the same fucking shirt. Well, that's the other thing is like with fashion, I feel like layers upon layers in like the early 2000s was a thing. And when I like started, when I got out of school or like even in high school, I said to Sarah, I was like, I just like to wear sweaters and leggings. I don't need anything other than sweaters and leggings. Or like I, I do have a good amount of joggers as well. But it's, like, I don't, like, up to the people who are, like, wanting to be, like, fashionistas, like, good for you. I have a huge textural issue. Like, oh, I don't know if anybody's heard of Urban Planet, but, like, you know that, like, kind of see-through, like, t-shirts? I put one on, and I instantly sweat, and I'm, like, I, I think I think another thing, like, to go back to, like, generational clothing caps, I thought you had to wear jeans all the time. I mean, low-rise jeans are the worst, and I can't believe people are trying to bring them back. They're fucking terrible. They just, like, I mean, they work for some people. So, like, my friend who is under five feet um, was really excited because everything that's kind of high-waisted goes up to her boobs, even though she can get other things, like, in her size. And I was like, fuck, I don't want them back. They were, like, a tall girl's nightmare. Like, it it took me decades to find a place, and it was a place I never thought I'd I'd want to buy my clothes just because we always bought, like, kids' clothes from there and stuff like that, like, for you guys or for, like, my kid. And that's Old Navy. And I can go order the tall sizes, and and they fit me or they stretch properly. Like, there's so many more options. So, like, when I was a kid, it was, like, there's one shirt. And that shirt goes from triple extra small, which isn't a fucking size, to extra large and if it's anything above extra large you have to go shop at like a a, like a plus size store and they would just be so fucking mean to people and that was literally it and extra large like you would even look at it and it was different in every store and the length was different so it was just it was like so like nobody I feel like a lot of people around my age I mean I'm not talking saying it's different for like for yours like we all hated like shopping was so heavily pushed on us and a lot of us didn't like to go shopping because there wasn't things that fit us and we didn't understand that we were basically taught like you have to fit the clothes not the clothes have to fit you yeah and I I think the kind of nice thing too about 
the like a, a nice note about social media is like for you I feel like the targeted media gave you one narrative of oh. this is how you need to be like the heroin model type with the, with the straight hair and the side bangs with the side part with the heavy eyeliner around your eye with the pencil eyebrows and with the concealer lips with the brown pencil and like for for mine I feel like <coughs> I can kind of find any sort of um like if I was like I want a hobby of like XYZ, then like if I want to do reading, I can go on like book talk, which I am obsessed with book talk or like animals and stuff like that. Like there's I'm able to like find a community that's like that, that doesn't want to like obviously if someone's super into fashion and they like that's what they want to do and stuff, oh, that's great for them. I have no, like, my body confidence is, like, negative 2,000. Like, if someone thought I looked pretty, I'd just be like, are you sure? Like, I, I'm also awkward at taking compliments, which is weird because, like, our parents told us all the time, like, you're so smart. You're so beautiful. You're so good at what you do. And then we'd look at them and be like, ew. Well, I had other issues from uh, that. Uh, I, but um, I think, like, too, like, at least you can kind of find, like, it, it sounds like the early 2000s with movies where you have, like, the jocks, the nerds, and, like, all of that. That was 100% my high school, by the way. I don't know anybody. Like, you watch Mean Girls, and there's the pockets of everybody. Hands down. We had the corner people. Those were those, like, really interesting kids. I think, like, I got along with pretty much everybody in my high school. I, well, unless it comes out now, and they're like, ugh, how dare she. But I, like, I had, like, a standard communication with everybody. And I knew who everybody was. I also went to a smaller school. Yeah. But I find that now, and, like, I was talking um, to mom about this, my college experience was, like, a thousand percent different than anybody else. Well, than anybody else who's, like, older than me. Oh, are you talking about, like, the fact that you did all your college online because of the vid? Well, like, so when I came out of high school, I was quite introverted. And mom was, like, I feel like mom was kind of... Mom was kind of excited for me to be able to be more social. And, like, she told me this. and so, Because you were built for college. I was. I had the pretty notes. I had an iPad. I had no... Before, okay, before note-taking on an iPad made you have a cool, like, notes app and stuff, yeah. I had the printing and, like, the typing on the notes. I, like, made everything. I... Did it all on, like, Google Docs and Microsoft, changing all the colors and stuff. Not saying that I was the start of a trend, but I was like, I did this. And then when I went to college, so I work at a hospital, so anybody can guess what type of schooling I did. But when I came in, I was like, oh, this is great. I can be, like, really hands-on. And about, I started in, like, the September. In March of, like, my first year of college, that's when, like, COVID hit. Yeah. And... I was, like, I was starting to, like, open up a bit. Like, it takes me a really long time to open up to people. And so we came back from winter break. We were doing great. We're all talking. We're starting to be a group. And then, like, it was, like, one Friday. They were, like, okay, we're gone. And I only, I like, I could just be introverted. Like, I didn't have to go outside of my comfort zone. But even, like, when you went to do labs, you couldn't stand too close to the person. You had to wear, like, PPE. Like, you had to do all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And, like, I only had one lab partner. 
And I was like, okay, so I'm super introverted anyway. And like, this was, I this is before I found out about like TikTok and stuff like that. Like I didn't, none of my friends from high school went into like the program that I was in. Not a lot of them even like went to the same college as me. So I didn't talk to any of them. And then, um, and then I was just like, okay, like I can be this introverted person, which like some of the pandemic, like a lot of people did really well and they thrived and they could like internally reflect. And I was like, oh, awesome. All of these things that I wanted to change about myself and be social about, I don't have to. (laughs) Avoidance is key. And I was like, like, I'm a creature of routine because of my ADHD. So I was just like, I don't need to fucking deal with these people anymore. If I don't like them, I don't have to fucking deal with it. And so then it was like, oh, shit, I need to initiate it now, mm-hmm. which is terrible. I hate initiating. Well, I hate initiating, but I also like the middle portion, and I also, like, don't like concluding. I'm a solid middle person. And um, and then after, like, instances happened, like, events happened in our lives and stuff, after that, I was just like, I lost, like, pretty much my whole social group except for my one friend. Or, like, maybe two. Like, everybody that I was friends with became, like, acquaintances or, like, didn't know how to talk to me. And now that I'm outside of... Well, like, obviously, the panorama's still going on. But my generation doesn't know how to socialize. No, that's that's the funny thing. That's what I was going to say is, like, when I was when I was your age... Oh, my God. I'm saying all the old people things. Like, when I was your age... I'm going to be totally honest with everybody... I turned, I, I went to college when I was like 18. I call it first round of college because I was like, I need to fulfill the fantasy of everything that I've seen. And I turned like 19. We're in a smaller area. So like I felt comfortable going to like bars and stuff like that. And I would go to the bars. I would just get, I'd get fucking hammered. I would go to Denny's at three o'clock in the morning like, like the classic where you're just like waiting for your payroll to go in because you know it goes in at 2.30 a.m. And you're like, oh, fuck, by the time I get to Denny's, it'll be three. I should have money. But there was no fucking app to check. So you were just like, you were saying a hope and a prayer. Like you were just like, okay, maybe I can see. Thank God Denny's had an ATM. But it was like, I would go out. Like, obviously, you're, you're careful when you go out. But it was like, it was like a thing. Like, it was like a movement. There was like the moment where you would become friends with people and it was somebody's birthday and everybody would wear the same outfit and you would go in. Now that's like more like, I feel like more like a bachelorette party thing or yeah. um, you would like just not give a fucking roll up to the bar. Like I rolled up to the bar in a trucker hat, pajama pants, a tank top and skater shoes one time. Cause I just didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to dance and have fun. Yeah. And there was no like, like you didn't have to worry about a lot of stuff. And I feel like, a lot of people in your generation, at least even ones that I've seen, oh my god, like that one guy who I just like love. He points his can he points his cell phone at like the mirror, like all old school, and he's like, Please, please stop asking me like how old I am and how I look like Donald Glover's dad. Oh my god, I love that guy. I'm twenty four years old. And I was like, What the fuck? I'm like twelve years older than this guy. Oh, that's really interesting. And I'm like, ugh love this man and his facts are all interesting i follow him he's fucking hilarious but there's like a bunch of people and then and then there's like the the what the fuck is with millennials like why do we all look so young it's certain millennials though because i feel like that one person on 
that was like going around on TikTok for a while. There was like a group of them. And this one person was like, yeah, I was born in like 1990. And like, all of these people who were, like, in their later 30s were, like, what are you talking about? How are you, like, how am I so much older than you, but I look so much younger? I, I feel like because, like, your generation, like, our generation went through shit. Like, obviously, we went through 9-11 during, like, a peak yeah. time and stuff like that. We went through a lot of different things, like, recessions and foreclosures on people's houses and shit. Like, it, it got pretty crappy at one point, but it's, you know, guys, if, like... I didn't go through a global-wide pandemic. I think it's also, like, exposure. Like, your your exposure came from, like, probably TV or magazines. Or oh, like- oh and, and, like, and like dad saying that. He's like, oh, I went out and got fucked up. Like, go have fun. Like, you don't need to get drunk. Just go out and have fun. Delayed. Like, yeah. it, I feel like for us, you, like, for us, I talk about, like, the whole generation. But I feel like the level of fear of fucking up is so high. So, like, if I go to a bar, I need to make sure that I hold my drink constantly or I could be drugged. Okay, but, like, so the drugging thing is the same with us, but I think the other thing was is, like, Facebook came out in, like, 2005. At least that's when it started, like, reaching out to college people in Canada. And it wasn't a huge thing. It wasn't something that could literally kill your fucking career. It wasn't anything like that. And so there really was, like, no fear like we'd go out with like shitty cameras and take pictures and now you could be at the bar I'll give you as an example your healthcare worker you go to the bar you're having fun with you you're off the fucking clock you're drinking you're doing whatever and then you walk in the next day you're tired you're not hungover you're tired and somebody that you work with pulls up a fucking video of you on social media getting fucked up yeah and they are like oh well, she, this was just posted when it was from, like, Saturday or something. Yeah. This was just posted, and it's, like, a Wednesday. And no one it's – it's not like your job's going to look into the metadata. Or it would just be it, – it's, it's just, like, I feel like everything is just so much more exposed. When we didn't really have that, it would be, like – well, like, we memorized people's phone numbers. We didn't fucking – we didn't go out with our phones. You lost your friends. You were fucked. Well, exactly, and, like, even, like, with work or stuff, like, you see everybody going out, and, like, I feel like everybody finds their niche, Mm -hmm. and, like, once they find their niche, there's, like, it's easier to just be, like, oh, I'm gonna go on TikTok and look up, like, a YouTube video or, like, TikTok video. And, like, not saying that, like, YouTube wasn't a thing or, like, stuff like that. Like, it came out when you were in your 20s. YouTube YouTube came out when I was in high school. Did it? I thought it came out in 2009. No, it was really, really new. And um, they had, like, red versus blue, if anybody knows that who's a millennial. Like, it was very, like, cheesy. There was this, like, one a video in Australia. It's like, WTF, mate. Like, there, like, was, there was... Oh, my God. The first one was a giraffe. Did you know that? It was a video of a giraffe. Really? Yeah. It's a random trivia question that I got asked one time. Oh. Super, super weird. Yeah. But, yeah, like... YouTube wasn't really, like, there wasn't influencers. There was just promotion. And I feel like, like, for me, a big generational difference is role models. Oh, fuck fuck yeah. So, like, for me personally, I have role models for different things. Yeah. But they're not, like, I don't aspire to be one person. Oh, like, I wanted to be Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I wanted to be Lindsay Lohan. I wanted to be as cool as her. 
or I wanted to like aesthetically cry and sing at the window that was raining like Hillary Duff like well, exactly. like there was a very small like there was a smaller group of people like now I feel like there's different like they say the categories of celebrities of like a B like influencers actors oh, yeah. like I could say that I want um I just want like the the excitement and like how, like the caring of Remy Ashton yeah but I also love how like dedicated to the like Alicia is. Yeah. But then I also love like when Reese Witherspoon did the tour of her house. Oh, when Reese Witherspoon did like the tour of her house. The other one is like um Taylor King. So I like her content when she focuses on like asking people about the business and stuff like that on her podcast. Yeah. There's there's those like extra things or um. Like, Ollie is an example, and he's like, come to work with me. It's a social media manager. And I was like, this is so interesting to me. Like, I love seeing that other aspect because it's not just, like, I'm a social media person. And it's, like, this is what I do. Like, this is the extent of what I do. And I know a lot of people are like, their job isn't that hard. And I'm not saying it is. You literally cannot compare anybody's job anymore unless somebody does almost the exact same job as you at the same company everybody has a completely different experience oh yeah like I um when Sarah first started working at the company that she works at now um we were talking about like the differences and stuff and like the mental versus physical fatigue oh yeah like like my company when I started is like find out what your enneagram is um we get shit done we do things um you take vacation when you need it we don't tell you, like, if I said to my to my supervisor, if I said, oh, you know, like, I'm going to take this time off around this time, they don't turn around and go, well, we're actually really busy and it's the end of quarter. Could you reschedule that? They're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, have fun. Just, like, make sure things are up to date and tag anybody in anything that they need to follow up on. And it's just very, like, simplistic, which is great. Which I... I find really interesting, and I feel like the influx of people leaving a standard corporate job, mm-hmm. which, like, I remember when I, like, wasn't even in college yet, and, like, this had, like, started happening of people wanting to be influencers, and I had said to Sarah, I was like, I don't know why people are shocked. Like, when people are like, oh, my God, I'm leaving, like, so many people are leaving these standard scheduled jobs, and I'm like, well. Because it's fun, and it's creative, and it's different, yeah. and it's not boring, and it's not, no offense to boomers appreciate all of you it's it's not a boomer job like we're not we don't feel like we we don't feel nor can we afford to purchase homes to do all the standard things that were out there and then we we had so much pressure on us to like do stuff like that I didn't I'll be totally honest um but like other people did and so we turn around and we translate that as okay, well, we want to make sure that other people don't feel that and support them. And your generation is like, don't you fucking text me after 5 p.m. when I'm done work, bitch. I closed my fucking laptop. You were done. I also feel like, um, like to give a bit of credit to millennials, I feel like they were starting the initiation of it, of being like, oh, I'm not a huge I'm fan, fan of, this. of this. Yeah, 100%. And Gen Z, like some of the people that I went to school with were raised by millennials. And they were just like, why am I doing this? Mm, this doesn't work for me. This doesn't fit what I want to do. Like, my one really good friend is an artist. Like, and I feel like if, <coughs> if, if, like, somebody heard that, like, 20 years ago, they'd be like, oh, oh so you want to be poor? poor? 
You want to be poor. You want to live in like a studio apartment that your parents pay for, or live in your parents' basement. I, I give and I like. I take. I feel like generational differences. Um, obviously, we'll find them a lot more. Like, I think I. I really want to talk about like grief, like generational yeah. differences with grief. Yeah, that that depends on personalities too. But like, I think I think a big thing is is instead of butting heads, unless it's about low rise jeans, then millennials will come out with fucking everything, hands in the air. Um, I, I think that the millennials and the Gen Z are really working together instead of against each other. I think, like, I think we could literally have an 18 hour podcast about the differences and like how much better. I just, I just, I just always say to Eve, like Gen Z, in my opinion, as a millennial is just, is just living a far superior life that I wish that we could have. And then, like she said, well, the main reason why we can is because like, we're, we're the transition kids. It's like you guys unlocked the door and we were like, okay, we'll open it now. Oh, no, you bitches didn't open it. You guys kicked that fucking door we in. We were like, move, bitch, get out of the way. We're like, move, bitch, get out of the way. Fuck structured pants. Fuck tons of layers. I'm going to be comfy as fuck. I'm going to sit at home with my coffee and my aesthetically pleasing adorable keyboard. I can get my fucking job done. Hint at the delightful typewriter keyboard that I have. Oh my, oh my god, the, the dopamine hits, the dopamine with the clicks and the colors and all of the things. Stop. Um, yeah, but I think a little in the next couple weeks we'll dive more into like other things and you guys can experience our generational differences from a Gen Z to a millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's pretty good for now. I think I think we probably talked about it. So uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you can keep up. I've always been told that I speak a mile a minute. Um, I know I speak a little bit faster than Eve, but um, thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to make sure that you know that to always stay warped and twisted as, as ever. ever. Peace out.